welcome to the show. And, you know, every week I start the show. Welcome to the show, Pam. Thank you. You do start the show every week. <laughs> well, that, that is true. So maybe one of these weeks we need to get you to welcome people uh, maybe to so. the show. Maybe so. Change it just up. Just to make everybody like, am I listening to the right show? Because this didn't follow the same script that it always seems to follow. Well, this is Passionately Married Podcast, where we're having uh, conversations to try to help enhance connection and vibrancy in life and in marriage. Because we want and believe in passionate people, passionately living, passionate lives. Can I say passionate a few more times? Yeah, maybe I guess you could throw that in there, here and there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you think we can come up with other ways to say it, please uh, let us know. 214-702-9565. Leave your open in our voicemail. And maybe we'll use that to open a show. You can be the one that opens the show. Uh, so call the voicemail line or email us at feedback at passionatelymarried.net where all the inverse, all the uh, inbox that we get uh, is interacted with, used for the show. Um, we answer we answer some of them that are pointed that needed to be taken care of off the air. Yeah. So we love the interaction, the relationship with the nation. And speaking of the nation, um, we also have the my.passionatelymarried.net. We haven't talked about the platform in a while that goes on. So those of you that are new, which there are a lot of people that have found us lately. And so there's a whole other platform going on. That's like its own little social media network, if you will. Yeah. A community of of people. Yeah. Affectionately known as the nation. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of great support and help and interaction there. So uh, my.passionatelymarried.net is how you can join. It's for free. There's also deeper levels, which is the Academy uh, you can join there at passionatelymarried.net forward slash academy. Mm-hmm. And that gets a just a wealth of information and interaction with both Pam and I. Mm-hmm. And what we want to try to do is just walk alongside people because we love the nation walking alongside us. True. So coming up today on the free version of Passionately Married, uh, I'm going because we've had a lot of uh, new people that have found us recently. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good idea to let's revisit what is the principles that we believe in here at Passionately Married. It's a refresher, even for those of you that have listened to every single episode and have followed from the very beginning. I watch reruns of shows because it's good to have a reminder of things. Right. And sometimes I miss, I'm like, I don't remember that. Or you just want to laugh again. Well, there's that too. (laughs) Uh, But that's what this is today is uh, we're talking about just... There's four basic frameworks that uh, I believe in Mm -hmm. that help set the stage. And this is all from Dr. Schnarch Mm -hmm. and the way he thinks about life and people. And then on the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads. And as one of our members has said, it's twice the fun. Uh, Again, like I mentioned earlier, you can subscribe at passionatelymarried.net forward slash academy. We go a little bit deeper into the idea of what are the principles of passion and desire and how they play out in marriage. Because it's so interesting to me, um, when you think about relationships and particularly marriage, there are dynamics that are naturally at play in every single one of them. Mm-hmm. We can't do anything about those. We can't make them not happen. Okay. So then we're faced with how do I utilize them to produce something better? So sometimes we dive in and we want to change things yeah. and we don't understand that what's underlying there, the desire, the passion that's underlying, um, it, it, maybe it's just waiting to be exposed and and be this 
source of of good things for you to come. Right, and I think that's the that's the main idea behind all that we've done all these years. Uh, so coming up on twelve years of being on the air. Yeah, and uh, it's a, it's about utilizing the energies naturally found in relationships to produce better relationships, not changing those energies. Mm-hmm. Because we can. This, I love this quote of I can yell at the wind or I can adjust my sails. That's a lot of what we yeah. can do in relationship. I can yeah. yell at these dynamics or I can utilize them better. Yeah. And then just enjoy the cruising with that wind, right? Or the turbulence that comes with it too. There will be. But, yes. Wow. What a, what a story you have to tell on the other side. So all that's coming up <laughs> right after this. Well, it's already busy fall season in full swing. It for sure is in the Allen household. It is. Uh, because we are right on the verge of what is affectionately known as Bantober. Bantober. We're <laughs> hopping around to all the band events. And love it, but that also makes it to where mealtime becomes a, a troublesome time in our in our house. Because it's so just easy. Hurried. Uh, it's so easy to just swing through a drive through, which uh-huh. isn't a good choice. No. But our sponsor today, Factor, is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and you can stay on track with your healthy lifestyle because that's what we've tried to do yeah. over the last couple of years is just be a lot more specific in what we choose with our food and our choices. Definitely uh, diligent in that. And this stuff is fresh, never frozen. I mean, it's delicious. The cuts of meat are delicious and tender. Right. And so one of the things we love from Factor is that they will walk alongside you without missing a step when it comes to Mm mealtimes because you have a choice of 32 plus weekly flavor packed, fresh, never frozen, ready to eat meals that you can have them ready in two minutes. And they all are tasty as can be. (laughs) I wish you could have seen him do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so level up with their gourmet options. Uh, you prepared perfectly by chefs and ready to eat in record time. You can treat yourself to upscale meals, but you can also have time where you just pick whatever you choose and it shows up each week. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. It's so great. So maybe you're like us where it's, we're just too busy running around to think about lunch or even meals, you know, dinner time. Mm-hmm. Well, Factor is our go-to in helping make it much easier, much more simple and fresh as can be. It is. Throughout this fall, refresh your healthy habits without missing a beat. Head to factormeals.com slash passion50 and use code passion50 to get 50% off. That's a steal. Go to factormeals.com slash passion50. Use our code passion50 and you get 50% off. Hello, I'm relatively nude and love what I'm hearing thus far. Is there a way I can get caught up with the main principles or beliefs or you in your practice as a therapist and coach. With so many episodes, I don't even know where to begin, but I'm intrigued with the framework you present so far. It seems so different than the things I've heard at church or even other marriage podcasts and resources. Thanks so much. Yeah, we're going to use this as a way to frame a dialogue, I think, more than anything, because this came in a while back, and we hear this quite a bit, because there's a ton, and so there is this element of the people that are, oh, yeah, I'll binge it all. Yeah, that's some people, but not every people. Mm, Yeah, it's a huge time (laughs) commitment that 
not everybody has. It absolutely is. And so what we're going to try to do is, is just walk through what are some of the main premises, the main principles. And from the outset, Pam, mm-hmm. um, because uh, of the schooling I've got and how several of my professors and just the whole doctoral program is adamant about you must cite where resources and ideas come from. And so if you're new to SMR, um, Dr. David Schnarch is the one I have trained under the most in school and love his framework, love his view and his take and the way he approaches therapy and life. Mm -hmm. And so that's where a majority of this is coming from. Mm -hmm. It's my take on Schnarch, but I'm Mm going to make sure it's from the outset, he gets credit. Sure. He's now passed, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, but the work he's done is fantastic. And yeah. so there's more resources out there from him. He's not a Christian. To say that up front, his work is not based in the Christian truths in the sense. So, But it is still a fantastic um, resource to look at. Yeah. Um, there's two different things I want to do with this. One is uh, Schnars has a framework that he calls the four points of balance. And so we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about that. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Because this is how, if you put this all under the lens of marriage is designed to help us grow up, Mm -hmm. the psychobabble term he uses is differentiate, Mm -hmm. that we're trying to go through the process of differentiation, which is where I can stay close to somebody without losing myself. Okay. And I can be myself without losing the somebody. There's a tension that goes on in marriage. That's the drive will of our growth. So if you're looking at it through that lens, there's this framework then that he has these four points of balance that if I'm struggling in some aspect of my marriage, one of the things I need to do is look at how's my balance, okay? Okay. And then from there, we're going to move into the concept of principles of passion and desire because there are just some basic principles that... If you look at throughout all of the history of what we've done on our show, these are just the basic concepts we keep referring back to. And so what Pam's Pam's role today is she's going to be the role of the emailer and the audience to help frame it out as she hears it. Also poke holes, ask questions. What did I miss? Because I don't want to keep it in theory, even though it's real easy to do so because it's basically a theory. (laughs) Yeah, we, uh, yeah. So we want it to be applicable, right? Correct. We want it to be understandable and not educator, PhD geek out. So <laughs> no geeking out today. I want to understand it. I don't understand it at that level. Right. So, yeah. Okay. okay. So if you're looking at um, the four points of balance, that's how we'll start. And so first, and then back up again. The four points of balance. If if I'm off in one of these things, then Okay, if, my relationship is off. My you, yeah, this will make, this will create the struggles that happen in marriage. So, like, if you feel like you are in a chronic pattern in your marriage, mm-hmm. that it's like we keep fighting about the same thing. The, mm-hmm. the same thing keeps happening. Why won't they ever figure this out? What is it about? Why why is why am I unhappy mm-hmm. with this thing? Why is this a total frustration mm-hmm. with this thing? This is where you're going to refer back to check your four points of balance and see, because it's, it's likely, this has been the case in our marriage, one of them's off. So it's like having a stool that I'm sitting on with four legs and maybe one of them shorter than the other. Great analogy. Okay. Okay. Yes. And okay. so the, the four of them are, uh, we're trying to create a solid, flexible self. Mm. 
We want a quiet mind and a calm heart. Mm-hmm. We want to figure out how to be grounded in our responding and then meaningful endurance. Okay. That's the four principles of that make up and comprise the four points of balance. And Schnarch believed in these so heavily, he actually trademarked all four of these things. Interesting. So I'm giving notice okay. <laughs> that these are not mine. Okay. I'm honoring his because they're, they're his. So the solid, flexible self is this idea. We've landed on the idea with SMR that we want, we're trying to create a more solid self, mm-hmm. which is this idea of I know who I am and I know who I'm not. Mm-hmm. I have the ability to live by my core values. I love his addition of flexible self because it's not that I'm rigid. Yeah. Solid does not mean rigid in human life. Yeah. The only things we want rigid in life are bridges and roads yeah. and Please. buildings. Please. I want rigid structures. Mm-hmm. But life as humans, if I'm a rigid human, that's not a fun person to be around nor be. No, it took me a while to really get these solid and flexible at the same time. Right. Um, but it really makes sense right. after time, right? And I that's, I can live by that value. Right. I can, I can, and I can also adjust to the situation without losing myself. Mm-hmm. I still know who I am um, and I can persevere through hard times. Mm-hmm. That's the solidness plus the flexibility. We can figure out what do we need to do when we go wrong. What comes to my mind when I think of this mm-hmm. is the years that we would do the month-long travels mm-hmm. with the kids. And the very first year we did this, you sat down right before we, we climbed in the truck and you looked back at the kids and said, okay, we have a word for our month. Mm-hmm. Flexible. flexible. Mm-hmm. because we don't know what's going to go wrong because something will. Well, that's life. Mm-hmm. So how do you get flexible with things and adjust without crumbling and caving and it's a catastrophe? Mm-hmm. You just figure it out. There's another element of solid, flexible self is the idea of we don't have to be right. Because if you think about a lot of what happens in marriage and a lot of the emails we get, if mm-hmm. you boil it down and are honest as the emailer or caller, you're likely holding on to the fact that I got to be right rather than no, I don't. I don't have to be right to, to confirm myself. Right. right? I, can, I can hold on. Yeah, they're nicely <laughs> Thank done. you. But I didn't do that on purpose. Well, but... I'm feeling more solid because you said right to my, my statement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's that idea of I can, I can have a stance and there's room for another stance. Mm-hmm. So it's that element of I can look at this through, through a process of how am I developing a more solid, flexible self. Mm-hmm. And then I love, if I add a biblical concept to this, I think the biblical idea is, this is the idea that God wants us to develop more character and wisdom, mm. not happiness in a good time. Mm. He, he's more concerned about our character and our wisdom. Mm-hmm. The second one in here is this idea of quiet mind and calm heart, mm-hmm. which this is really tied to our emotions and how we live mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And how we can get so flooded and reactive. And so his principle is you need to learn how to have a quiet mind and a calm heart. And this is the idea of controlling your anxiety or your emotions so they don't run away with you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean don't have them. Right. I mean, we're given emotions for a reason. Absolutely. I mean, they can be per- perfectly valid and protect you in, in some regards. Um, but, you know, is it? Is it more just about, is this more about how I react or is it 
not no, even this is all about, just on that. I think this is how I go through life, that obviously there's going to be different things that happen to us that can elicit responses that are emotional or anxiety producing or based out of mm-hmm. that. But there's also an element of how am I driven and led by some of my emotions and and what I'm interested in and even my anxieties Mm -hmm. because there's some research out there that shows what what I tell myself when I'm nervous or anxious makes a huge difference in the outcome of what that anxiety produces. Hmm. If I tell myself I'm nervous before I go out for a public speech, I don't perform as well as if I tell myself the feelings I'm feeling are actually excitement. Yeah. In there too, because it's not usually a clean one thing or another. It's a lot of things. Okay. But the idea of a quiet mind and a calm heart is handling your feelings and your emotions. And I love that word handling. Doesn't mean controlling. Doesn't mean managing. It mm. means handling. That's a good clarification. Because I think personally speaking and professionally speaking, anger management is a misnomer. I don't think we manage anger. We need to learn how to handle it, steer it. Use it, digest it, <laughs> that kind of thing. Managing has this idea of I can actually control it. I don't know if I agree with that. Interesting. But I do believe we can handle things. Sometimes handling means I don't, I need help. I can't do this on my own. I must get away. I need to take a break. Those, that's handling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's soothing my emotional bruises, which is, is a big one, because how often does something happen in marriage and I blame my partner for the hurt that I'm feeling? It's because you did this. That's why I feel that. Well, if you wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't, you know, the round and round circular argument that can happen. And the way I can kind of keep mindful of this more is I just monitor my body because our emotions manifest themselves in our body. We feel them. We experience them in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so the more I can get in tune, the more I can get an idea of what I'm really feeling and experiencing. Like our dog is experiencing some emotions right now because she's hearing a siren as it goes by. Thank you so much. (laughs) So the biblical idea of this is, I think, the concept of being still. How do I settle myself? Okay. How do I be involved and engaged in things and be present? Yeah. Okay. Grounded responding is the third four point of balance. And this is the idea of not overreacting which I think is a common thing we all can understand, how we okay. can overreact to things in our world and in our life. Okay. But it's also not underreacting. Hmm. That, which gives the impression potentially of, I don't care. I mean, is right. that what, well, it, what is underreacting? Underreacting is this idea of I'm not even engaging in it. I'm acting like I'm totally removed, like I'm impervious, I'm shut off, I'm cut off. Or is this the person that's just, oh, they're just laid back. They're fine. They don't care. And they Um, may not be that way. There could be an element of apathy associated with it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because in the long run, what does that show? What does that denote? Because what comes to my mind when I think about overreacting or underreacting is because these points are based off of, in large part, Murray Bowen's work, who's a family systems theorist that came up with the theory of family systems therapy. And Schnarch built off of his work. Mm-hmm. And so his, Murray Bowen's work was more on the family aspect that there's, you can be enmeshed in your family, which is where a kid's too involved in a parent's life. They're not in their own. Mm. Um, you're, the whole family has these secrets that, nah, no, nah, we don't talk, don't talk about what we do. It's outside, you know, and it's just this element of it's too enmeshed. They're not independent people. 
you got it confused. Look, I'm going off of ground responding as a way to talk about no underreacting and overreacting. Okay, yeah, I'm so trying to... family systems would I'm be enmeshment, to... too fused, or cut off. That's underreacting. I'm totally cut off from the family. I just, I'm, I've called myself a part of the family, but I'm not involved in it. Underreacting is I call myself engaged in the situation, but I'm not reactive to it at all. Hmm. Okay. I'm impervious to it all. Did okay. I land that plane? A little better? A little bit. I'm still, yeah. (laughs) Um, The other idea of grounded responding is making modulated responses to the people, situations, events. I don't know what that even means. What does making modulated responses mean? It means it's appropriate in the the reaction I have. Something happens in my life and I have what's deemed proportional to what went down. Oh, well, right? there. It's not over or under. It's Correct. I do make a response it. to it. I do yeah. engage in it. It's like this idea of if I get a B minus on a paper I worked really, really hard for and the whole world is falling apart, mm-hmm. that's not a modulated response as much because it's like, wait, I still did well. I, B minus. Oh, and I act like the world's falling yes. apart because I got a B minus. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that didn't land either, but you know, we're, we're trying our best because we got some things going on around here with some sirens and other stuff. It's like, we need to make modulated responses while we're recording. Uh, the biblical idea of this to me is that, um, this concept of, I think is to help learning to love. It's hard to love if I'm overreactive. Mm-hmm. It's also hard to love if I'm disengaged. Mm-hmm. So it's finding that balance, that medium point, or the, I love growing up in an acapella church, the idea of harmony. Mm, yeah. Right. Because I think that fits. Some people are more emotionally leaning, leaning. Some people are more logically leaning or rationally leaning, mm. but we need to have both. That's how we get grounded responding. And then the last one is meaningful endurance. That's the last four point of the four points of balance. And this is that idea of sticking with things when you accomplish your goals, uh, doing what needs to be done, even when you don't want to do it. Um, and then absorbing hardships. Bouncing back after defeats. This is that idea of sticking with it. Perseverance is the mm-hmm. biblical idea that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, any woman out there that has a child understands meaningful endurance. Anyone who started a business, mm-hmm. anyone who has just been through a struggle in a relationship. I mean, we're talking about this. It's if there's infidelity mm-hmm. and you're both in there willing to work on this, but you know, it's going to be struggle. Well, there's meaningful endurance on that. Cause you know that it can be better on the other side. Right. And that's s- struggle. Right. Yeah. Right. And so meaningful endurance is, is just the sticking with it to see things through. Cause you know, it can create something. Some of the things I love adding to meaningful endurance is Victor Frankl's work, mm-hmm. man's search for meaning, which is if I can reframe suffering to actually it will produce something mm-hmm. that helps you recognize. That's why I think the premise to me for SMR, that's where this idea of marriage is designed to help us grow up because marriage comes with it. What comes with marriage is an inherent amount of suffering. I don't always get what I want in my life. And I there's don't. a little struggle that can come with that. Well, sometimes it's my own fault, right? Absolutely. Well, I, I don't necessarily think of suffering as a negative thing here. I think there's just a struggle that is involved in it. it true, true. But I, so I go back on this and look at these four things, these four legs of a stool. And are there, um, in any situation, when you're counseling people, is there typically one of these that's 
off all the time, or I'm, I'm assuming it's a person by person basis, right? It, it Maybe is. this is a person that does not respond well, or this is a person that isn't grounded. They don't know how to handle their emotions. They don't know how to handle their what's going right. on within themselves. And here's the beauty of the way Schnarch has these framed. Grounded responding. If I have trouble grounded responding, I likely also have trouble with a solid, flexible self. I overreact to things because I'm not really, really sure who I am and what I really believe. Mm. And so those can feed off of each other. It's mm-hmm. not always the case. Sometimes it's situational. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can have a really good idea of who I am and I'm just not responding well to things. Yeah. So I need to look at, okay, wait. Well, so yes, there, these are just markers when I'm working with somebody or in my life, in our life, mm-hmm. I kind of will look back at these occasionally and go, wow, I'm not meaningfully or enduring right now. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wanting to throw in the towel on that project. What's that about? Mm-hmm. What's this? Sometimes that could be wisdom. Sometimes it could just be, I'm tired, <laughs> but the work still is there. Still need to keep going yeah. with whatever it is we're trying to create or become or evolve. I mean, if you're working out, I'm on a workout regimen right now. There's days where it's like, I don't want to do this, but after you do it, you feel better. Mm-hmm. That's meaningful endurance. So, the premise of all of this, Pam, to me is for those people that are listening and for the emailer, it's become an observer of your life and ask yourself, where are you in these four things? Yeah. That can give you a clue maybe of, okay, I'm troubled with a uh, quiet mind and calm heart. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not real settled mm-hmm. on things right now. I'm just kind of anxious about stuff. And then you just ask if you can get that awareness, then you can sit down and ask some better questions of, okay, what could they be? Because sometimes the simplest thing, what works for me, when I realize I've got this, this little bit of undercurrent of angst, mm-hmm. I'll have a time, I'll just get a cup of coffee one morning, I'll sit down with a pad of paper, and I'll just start writing down what's going on. And typically after three or four or five things, it's like, oh, well, no wonder there's a little bit of angst. Because when yeah. you add all these things up, those are big deals all together. If right. it was just one or two, wouldn't even be above the threshold of noticing. Yeah. Right? So it's just, these are just great things to look back as lenses to figure out where am I in the different aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. And when I can do that, now I can lean back into shoring up whatever that might be, which then helps us pivot into, all right, now let's talk about some desire and passion in my life. What are the principles that make up who I am and in, and in my marriage that keep this whole process going. So you're equating desire and passion to making up who I am? No, I'm, I'm equating desire and passion as part of what comes with a relationship and our lives. If I can start to look at it as a whole mm-hmm. and I figure out who I am and I'm operating within that whole, now all of a sudden I can lean into the dynamics that are naturally at play in marriages. And in relationships. Okay. And by looking at who I am, you're not talking just this whole first point of balance, this solid, flexible right. self-work. Talking about all our, you're talking about all, everything all together. whole operating process okay. of how well am I functioning? Because again, it's so easy. Okay. The, the thing that comes to my mind, maybe this doesn't land. I've had trouble landing planes in the, with our concepts today. Well, uh, and granted... My brain doesn't work like yours does. <laughs> Thankfully. So, yes. I'm always asking the questions going, wait, back that up because right. I'm not following. But, but what comes to my mind... I work on a fourth grade level. Is 
When you made the shift to the tax world from the corporate world as a CPA, mm-hmm. we had no idea what tax season was going to be like. The first one, you made it for the second. You know, you started in August, which meant you had deadline the first deadline, mm-hmm. which is a little bit smaller of a season. A little bit. Mm-hmm. And when we hit the very first one, we didn't know. We had an idea, but we didn't know. And midway through, looking back after eight, nine years now, I know during tax seasons, give me about the to- some total of about a week of just being in a bad mood during those times. I'll for just, you, not for me, me, for you. Right. Yeah. And I'll just have times where it's just like, God, I'm just off today and yesterday and the day before. Yeah. Okay. And that's largely seasonal. It's situational because of the cir- circumstance of what tax season does for us. Yeah. The first time I was experiencing that, you picked up on it when we were on the phone and you're like, you okay? So I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I'm, I'm sick of tax season. <laughs> you reacted with, well, do you want me to quit? Do you want me to go back? You, you over, overreacted. I'll just throw you under the bus. I, it's true. Because it was quick. It's, it's, it was a knee-jerk, yeah. quick, re, uh, not grounded responding. Mm-hmm. That's your own being mm-hmm. about a situation rather than now we can... I'm just sick of taxis. And you'd be like, me too. Yeah. Because it's a more modulated response, a more solid, we made this choice. We're going to stick it through and we're going to figure ourselves out as we go through it. That's ourselves going through a process of life together Mm -hmm. by choice. Mm -hmm. That's how I think these four play out. Okay. What we're going to talk about in the extended content here in just a minute is what are some of the dynamics that are natural in every committed relationship that push at and demand our four points of balance to continue to see us through. Mm -hmm. That's what's coming up next. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. And the extended content. Good. No matter how many times uh, I get a chance to hear some of the principles or we keep using the same ideas, (laughs) the same Mm -hmm. terminology, the same framework, I'm reminded of a guy that's in one of my mastermind groups. Uh, He's also in the field and he would promote our show to his clients at times when it was appropriate. And he'd say, hey, go listen, listen to this podcast and be sure you listen to about seven to 10 episodes. Okay. Because it's back when we were under Sexy Marriage Radio as the title. And I said, because yeah, sure, it seems like it's about sex, but it's really not. It's about life. Mm. And it's about relationships or something deeper going on mm-hmm. in everything that's going on. But sometimes you have to kind of get through to recognize the, the consistency of that theme. Right. Because we utilize a lot of the different things that happen in the nation and in people to talk about concepts that apply to everybody. Right. And that's why it's so great to revisit this every so often. And just as a reminder, even for us, mm-hmm. here's what keeps us on track in our main mission as we go. Transcripts are available on each of the episode's pages at passionatelymarried.net. And you can also find all the advertisers' deals and discount codes there at each of the episode's pages. So please consider supporting those who support the show. However, you took a little bit of time out of your week, each and every week, those of you that do, to spend it with us, we say thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.